Hi, I'm Holly, your host of the Crush the Rush podcast. I work full-time and run a full-time coaching business. I started my first coaching business when my twins were 18 months old, and I was excited to start something I was passionate about, but overwhelmed with how to make progress in such small pockets of time. The methods of working three to four hours a day in blocks of time didn't work, quite frankly, because I didn't have it. So my mission is to share how you can put together your own side hustle strategy and plan that works for you without giving up your goals and still focusing on your priorities. I can't wait to help you grow your business and more importantly, enjoy that well-deserved time off. Let's get to the show. You are listening to episode 161 of the Crush the Rush podcast, and I'm so excited to have our guest, Amanda Berlin, on today's episode, because if you have been following along, you may have noticed that we have been featured in several different press mediums lately. And one thing that I would say is I wish I would have started PR earlier in our business because the impact it has made is nothing that I ever expected. So we brought in Amanda to help us learn how to create authority and to be seen as an expert inside the public relations world. After more than a decade in New York City public relations, Amanda now uses her pitch powers, which I love, for good. With 12 years of corporate experience and 10 years in her own PR consulting business, Amanda helps entrepreneurs who are feeling lost in the noise and like they are the best kept secret, finding authentic ways to be seen by more of the right people, which hello, we all want that. And Amanda and her clients have been featured in all types of media from Business Insider to Entrepreneur on Fire, WNYW Fox 5 to Bustle.com. And she's also the host of the Empowered Publicity Podcast and loves arming soul power business owners with ideas and skill set that they need to go from a hidden industry gem to a recognizable, trusted expert. Guys, I took like four pages of notes on this one, and I thought our PR strategy was pretty solid. So you are going to love this, not only because we obviously give tangible tips that you can use right now, but it's very relatable and something that you can start today. So let's dig in. Hi, Amanda. Welcome to the podcast today. How are you? I am great, Holly. Thank you so much for having me. I know this week has been really fun because I was a guest on Amanda's podcast and now we're recording this podcast. So we've been talking like all things press and publicity and just like work schedules. And it's been a super, very just organic and fun conversation. So I'm so excited for our listeners to get to meet you and learn from some of your expertise. So I would love for you to just, let's just jump in and tell everyone a little bit about who you are and what you do. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for having me. My name is Amanda Berlin and I am a former corporate PR strategist who now uses my powers for good. (laughs) I help women in business who feel like they are the best kept secret, like they're shouting into the abyss, like they're having that fist wagging at the heavens moment when they see someone who they know or someone purveying an idea that they know that they could put out there as well, featured where they're like, that should be me. And they are, you know, waving, wagging their fist 
in uh, frustration. And I have taken what I did in 12 years in the PR agency world here in New York City and really applied it and teach now women in business how to essentially do their own PR because that model of the big PR firm or even the publicist model was really not built for us. And there are things that we really need to do on our own without hiring it out in order to be seen on behalf of our businesses and to connect with more of the right people. So that's what I do. Yeah. I love that story so much because I like, man is like waving her hands if you could see us. But I'm like, (laughs) yes, I feel like that all the time when I read some like entrepreneur article or something. And I was like, I could write that. Like, you know, I have a story or my clients have a story. So I love that. So today, and you mentioned this, one of the things we wanted to talk about is really learning how to create that authority. So people know like, oh, wow, she was in this, like I can trust her and that visibility so that you're known and recognized as an expert. And, you know, if I'm being honest, when people first started saying like press and PR, I was like, why would I do that? Like that's, you know, you kind of get in the world of like, well, I'm just going to post on Instagram and that's like my strategy. But, you know, I have to say from a personal standpoint, I think press and the visibility from being in different articles has taken me further in some cases than different social media strategies. So I'll leave it at that. But can you give us just a little like tidbit of what it is like to create that like authority and visibility and what it means to your potential clients? Yeah, absolutely. And okay. So I want to get sort of like really bare bones back to basic with back to basics with this, because At its core, PR, not to be too like elementary about it, but it stands for public relations, right? And so you're creating a relationship with your public. And when you create that relationship, you're of service and you foster connection and community and you, you know, you bring people together, you offer your advice, your expertise, there begins to form this kind of, it's like you're putting yourself at the center of something. And that inspires trust and inspires authority. And PR at its core as well incorporates all different tactics and by definition that you're not paying for, that you're earning because either you are an expert or because you have insight that no one else has, or you have an idea that is unique and new that that whether it's a media outlet, a speaker, booker, a conference, a, a collaborator or a strategic partner. They recognize you as having earned the opportunity to be seen on their stage, to be seen in their pages, or to be put in front of their audience as a strategic partner. And so the way that authority is sort of paired with that is that when the audience sees that you've earned this opportunity, because we also, as the audience know, in the back of our minds that when we see someone in the media or we see someone speaking on a stage or we see, you know, like a collaboration between two people or someone new and someone we trust, we know they haven't paid for that. Most likely we can distinguish. It's kind of like a psychological trick. We can distinguish 
between like what is advertising and what is this earned opportunity. And when your audience sees that you've earned these opportunities, they also assign a value to what you can bring to the table as well. Yeah. I love that. So if you're listening and like we were doing at the beginning, like waving your hands, like, yes, I need this. Like, I want to be that person. How do you recommend starting and really starting to establish that authority, but also, you know, be featured in whatever the, the media platform is? Yeah, absolutely. So you and I talked about this a little bit yesterday too. Yeah. So I teach a model for PR that really is based on all of the tactics that are kind of a holistic approach to visibility that are used in the big PR agency world. And it kind of takes the form as a visual of these three concentric circles. So if you can imagine, I'm going to describe the three circles and then I'm going to describe which is like the starting point. So a holistic visibility strategy really does need to include all three of these tactics because they all do something different for a business. So if we were to just focus on media, we're really missing an opportunity to dig in more deeply with our audience on a very grassroots level. And that's sort of where I would begin with the innermost circle is strategic partnerships, collaborations, and alliances. So when you're looking at your strategic partnerships, you want to look for someone, you want to look to collaborate or look for a partnership with someone who is doing something different than you, but for the same people. And that's where you're going to find that beautiful melding of support where there's no competition and there's just collaboration. And you experience, like I was saying before, that trust transfer because the person that you're collaborating with is going to introduce you to their audience and likely vice versa. But that audience that they have built trust with will then begin to trust you. And that is the starting point for a really powerful visibility strategy. And it's also the fastest track to gaining more trust and more followers and more authority in your space. So that's where I would begin. That's the innermost circle. Collaboration and alliances. Yeah. The second oh, can pillar, I ask one question? Can yes, you give please. An example, like, would that be yes. so like I just did like a collaboration with like a, a marketing agency and like we worked together on some things that are coming up for the mastermind. And then they, I was like featured in their newsletter. So is yes. that like something that you would say would be like a collaboration? Yeah. Yeah. That's a fabulous example where you're both, where it's a mutually beneficial arrangement where, you know, I would say no sort of like financial exchange is happening, but there's an exchange of intellectual property, or there's an exchange of time where you're each benefiting in some way from each other's presence. I would say that some examples of collaborations are really, you're really looking again, like if I serve an audience, of women in business and you serve an audience of women in business, but we do different things for these women, or I do something that's super niche and it could serve your audience and you do something that serves a very particular type of person and they could be in my audience, then that's a great collaboration. That's why we're here. (laughs) Yeah, no, I love that. That is a, I, I would agree that that is definitely an easy place to start because you're, it's not, doesn't cost you anything and you're building those long-term relationships. So. Right. Right. Exactly. And that's what every tactic of PR that I recommend is based on creating relationships. And even if it's 
even if it's media, you know, I'm taught, I am teaching my clients how to create relationships that are going to result in positive outcomes in perpetuity in their business because they're creating the relationship. Awesome. All right. Take us to number two. Okay. So the second pillar is speaking and events. So you may speak on the stage of a conference or some sort of event that someone else is organizing, or you may create your own stage through an event that nurtures and creates an experience for your people. And again, this does that beautiful thing of putting you at the center of something that confers upon you expert status and authority. And of course, when you speak on a stage that someone else has created, you have that, the audience knows that you've been chosen to do that. You've been chosen by that conference organizer to speak to that audience. And you may even be paid for that, but you're not paying for it. And that's the difference is that, that you were chosen, you earned that opportunity. And so I love this as a marketing and PR tactic. I love speaking and events. That's something that I really lean into in my business because it's like a great sort of combination of having an intimate experience with an audience because you're there in person or even virtually, but you're still kind of, they get to experience you live. And it also creates that authority. So it's like, it's as though media was sort of brought down to earth and super, you know, a little bit more intimate than when you're sort of like out there in the media, which is a little bit more removed from that personal experience your audience might have. Yeah. I love that. And I would say like examples that I can think of would be like, even like team calls or mastermind calls, like Cause I think yep. some people think like, oh, I don't want to stand on stage and be a speaker, but you could present to like a group Absolutely. or a smaller group. And I would say, you know, the results that I've gotten from, in terms of long-term relationships from speaking in groups like that are phenomenal. And yep. it, it, like, it's definitely worth the time. Yeah. My, I would say this is probably what I put 70% of my PR effort towards speaking and and even, I shouldn't say that much because I'm always trying to create new connections. I'm always pitching as well. But I would say that my big efforts, my like, I'm planning an event for next year already. I hosted yeah. an event earlier this year as well. So like those are big sort of mile markers in my business and marketing crescendos that sort of are are these milestones. So these are tactics that I love to utilize and they really do work in the ways that you're talking about, kind of on that grassroots, like let's give a training inside someone's Facebook group or mastermind to like co- speaking at conferences and even hosting your own event and creating an experience for your audience, which of course is like amazing at nurturing that relationship. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Okay. What's number three. And the third one is media, which is definitely the kind of the most sexy, the most exciting way of being visible. I think for a lot of people, a lot of people are drawn to the idea of being seen in media and media is excellent for creating authority, for validating your business, for giving, for kind of like crowning you with credibility, but what it is less great at is driving people to invest in your business. So if your goal is to increase sales, particularly if you have a higher ticket kind of service or experience that you offer or product, media is not always the best for that because you're not going to drill down deep into your ideal core audience 
media by its nature is more mass market. And so you're going to touch a lot of people and you're going to appear in publications or in broadcast or outlets that your audience trusts. And therefore they will be impressed when they see you've been featured here, here, and here, but it's not always going to hit the right people so that they will buy with you. So kind of the way that sort of the the magic of this works is that your people, like that core engaged audience that will buy from you is going to hear about you through some strategic partnership you have, or by hearing you speak at a conference, because those are the true believers. Those are the people who are super engaged in your subject matter. And then when they first hear about you, they're going to want to vet you a little bit. So they're going to ask around and they'll Google you and they'll come to your website and they'll see, oh, you've been featured in Forbes. Oh, you've been featured in Real Simple. Oh, you've been on the Today Show or you've been here, you've been there. And they'll say, okay, my suspicions are confirmed. Holly is the superstar that I believed she was, and I'm going with it. (laughs) I love that. Okay. So I want to flip the conversation a little bit because most of our listeners, you know, work full-time or have a full-time business or just a really busy schedule. So when you think about these three different pillars and you've sort of already given us some guidance on where to start, how do you work this in to like your overall strategy or like on any given week, like where should your focus be from like a tactical standpoint? Absolutely. So this doesn't require a ton of time, though it is, as you and I talked about yesterday, it is a numbers game, right? So the, it's kind of like, I remember very early in my twenties, I was, and even in my corporate career and in my personal life, I was really committed to writing and I was writing in, in a corporate world. And I was also writing in the like fiction, you know, on the side. And I just remember saying like, or, and I remember hearing in sort of the world of, you know, submissions and rejections and all of that, that you need to like wallpaper your room with rejections <laughs> if you want to get that. Yes. Yeah. And so, so it is a numbers game. So when I say you don't need to spend a lot of time, it does. And I know that, that we talked about this yesterday too, the consistent action over time and just committing to taking consistent action because the minute you decide like this isn't working, it could be the minute right before you get your yes. So you have to be committed to continuing with this, no matter what the outcomes are, because you will get your yes. So the answer to like, how do we fit this in? It's really subjective because the right visibility, the right focus on the right tactics is going to be different for everyone, depending on what their business is. And so if we're talking about a product-based business, that's kind of a low ticket item, then you might want to go after some traditional media and get your product placed in places and be interviewed as a local business owner on a local television station or in a local, you know, lifestyle magazine for your region or something like that, which by the way, I meant to tell you that I was in Ohio a couple of weeks ago and in the Airbnb that we rented, the owner had all of these local Ohio, like Ohio magazine and oh, yeah. 
Valley, you know, today or whatever it was. And they were beautiful magazines. And like, those are great opportunities for local businesses to be, or even regional businesses to be featured. And I saw, yeah, there was even like a farmer who wrote a cookbook and I'm like, I'm getting this cookbook. So it's like a (laughs) great PR. Yeah. It's a great PR opportunity. I think a lot of people lose sight of those kind of local media, but they're, they do a great job. So anyway, that might be a great place for someone who's operating a product-based business with a low ticket, you know, a barrier for entry. For someone who is maybe selling a higher end service, strategic partnerships is the thing to focus on. And so if you have limited time, then I would want to to look at sort of what is your business model? Which visibility tactic should we really drill down to and focus on that's going to bring forward the right results? And focus on that, even though you would benefit on a holistic level from all of these different different tactics in one way, shape, or form. Hi there. I'm popping in really quick because community is everything here. And I wanted to invite you to our exclusive Crush the Rush podcast community. If you love all the tips and tricks that we share every week in this podcast, then you are going to love the Crush the Rush community. The Crush the Rush podcast community is totally free and it allows you to connect with other like-minded business owners, but it's different. It's just not a community where you're going to join and sit there and then do nothing because it allows you to actually take action. Every single Monday, I pop in live, which allows you a chance to ask questions and set aside time to set your goals and intentions for the week. We talk about all things business, productivity, and even just ditching the overwhelm and finding a better way to do things the right way. Plus you get access to guest speakers, first access to brand new products and programs, and our training vault, which is basically all the tips and tricks that I teach all sitting waiting for you to implement in 10 or 15 minutes or less. The Crush the Rush community is your first step to taking control of your schedule and actually seeing the goals that you have set for your business come to life. You can join our community by clicking the link in the show notes and I will see you on the inside. P.S. Once you join our community, I have a super secret gift that I'm going to send you that is going to take your business goals and your productivity to the next level. So don't miss out. We are waiting for you. Grab the link and let's do this. Yeah, I think that's really, really helpful. And I know one of the things that we've done is like sat down and literally made a list. And now I'm going to make this list into three different categories, like events, collabs, and media. And then we've we've made like, okay, here's 25 like media outlets that we want to be featured in. And then we'll say, Mm -hmm. okay, like who do we contact, which takes like a whole nother process. And then very slowly, we'll just start checking them off the list. And I was sharing when we were chatting on Amanda's podcast that like, I have a list of no's, (laughs) like a huge (laughs) list of no's, like we've gotten rejected a lot. But I also have a list of yes. And so I think it does come back to like just that consistency of like every Thursday for me is press day. And I have one hour that I dedicate to like digging somebody's email up or planning podcasts or whatever that looks like. And so that's sort of how we've done it. Obviously, I'd love to spend more time on it. But I think if you're consistent in that manner, you definitely will get results. Because like you said, it's like one partnership or one media feature can like change the game and you just don't know which one it is. 
Absolutely. Yeah. And I will totally agree with you that the research and the culling together of the resources is a huge part of this. And so a lot of what we have done for our clients is create these, you know, informational resources, like these massive lists of media, and then, you know, point them in the right direction. And, and we've done a ton of research around contacts and finding the right people. It's a very nuanced kind of approach. And I will also say that I love that you don't have a list of like a thousand media outlets no, that you have. I, you know, I you have like, <laughs> No, I think it's good that you have, you know, a manageable list of 25 outlets because really, it, again, to the point of sort of where should we start with this or how do we manage it with a minimum of time? If you can even just look on a monthly basis at like your three to four, like these are the ones I'm going after this month, then that's, I would say that's a successful effort. Yeah, that's great advice. I think that's awesome advice. Like pick three or four people to reach out to. And like, that's your monthly activity. Any other just last minute sort of visibility tips that you might have for us? Yeah, absolutely. So I think one of the basic things that I always like to remind people is that when you are putting yourself out there, you can take the focus off of yourself by reminding yourself that you're not putting yourself out there. You're putting an idea out there. And that's so important, not just from like a mindset perspective in terms of like conquering the fear of like being seen and putting yourself out there, but it's also important to remember that that's how you're going to serve the decision maker out there. So when you're pitching a media opportunity or you're pitching a speaking opportunity, or you're even pitching a collaboration you want to think about like, what is the idea that I'm inviting them into or that I'm offering to them to print or that I'm going to speak on or whatever, so that you are in service of them in the work that they're doing to provide great content to their audience and ultimately in service of the audience by giving them valuable information. And I think on a bigger sort of more esoteric level, it definitely gets you into that service mindset. So it's not all about like, oh, I hope I show up. Okay. You're going to deliver on this idea. You were made to talk about this. You have trained for this. You have the experience. And what is another thing to really lean into is even the basics about you in the baseline of your expertise, the most basic elements are really going to be mind-blowing to someone Mm -hmm. new to the conversation who has never heard it before. And so it doesn't have to be complicated. Just lean into your kind of core ideas, your mission, vision, your purpose, your big, bold, I believe statement, and put that out there as sort of your talking point or your idea that you're offering to these outlets and decision makers. Yeah, I think that's really good advice because I feel like sometimes... And I think this means that you're doing it the right way is you feel like you're talking about the same thing, like over and over and over and over again. And you're like, oh my gosh, can I say that in a different way? But you forget that like people haven't followed you for, you know, X, Y, Z, and they haven't heard it. And maybe you're the one person that explains it like in a different way that resonates with them because of your story. So I think that's a great reminder. 
just continue to share what you're passionate about. So, yes. all right. So at the end of every interview, we like to just get to know you a little bit better with a couple of questions and we've been changing sure. up the questions. So if you've been an avid listener of this podcast, you might get some new questions here. Okay. So the first one is what is your morning routine? Ooh, I love that. Okay. So I am an early riser. I love waking up early. I love being the first one up. And so I wake up early. I put on my workout clothes immediately. I sit on the side of my bed, on the floor on the side of my bed, facing the window. I open the window and I meditate for, I don't time myself, but it's probably like at the most three to five minutes. (laughs) And then I, and I had already set up my coffee the night before. So it's on a timer. So it's ready when I get downstairs. So I don't have to worry about that, but I meditate And I do what has been taught to me as energy activations. I worked with a fabulous coach for several years earlier in my business, and she was really responsible for helping me sort of get through a very challenging time personally and, and really get my business on track professionally. And one of the things that was so important was getting in the right energy every morning. And so I do energy activations that just kind of put like literally declare them out loud, what I intend to feel and embody throughout the day. Those are the two sort of non-negotiable pillars of my morning routine. And then I have go downstairs and have coffee. And then hopefully my daughter wakes up after all of that. (laughs) I love that. Uh, What was the last book that you read? Ooh. Okay. The last book that I read was, oh, was it? I think it was behind her eyes, which was kind of like a thriller, which is not my typical choice. (laughs) I read fiction very slowly because it's like the last thing I do before I go to sleep. And I read like a page and a half and then probably fall asleep. (laughs) So (laughs) I don't make it through a lot of novels in one year, but I've read a couple of good ones. I read the vanishing half, which I thought was fantastic and definitely worth a read. I think it was actually a really important book. So that's the one that I will say behind your eyes was like a little bit, it became a Netflix series this year and it was definitely like soapy and, you know, like a thriller, not you know, like, I don't know. It did keep me captivated though. Yeah. No, I'm going to have to check that out. Okay. The last one is super fun, but what's your favorite, like binge worthy, like you were scrolling on Instagram and you purchased this thing or favorite brand that you're into right now? Oh, that's interesting. So, wow. Do you mean clothing or whatever comes to mind, whatever comes to mind? I know whenever anyone asks me like to elaborate on like the last question I ask at the interview, I'm like, just tell me whatever comes to mind. That's the point of this. My favorite brand. I, Okay. So, I mean, this was something that I bought a while ago and I thought it was really kind of clever. It was a custom shampoo, like shampoo conditioner from pros, which you put in like your hair type, you put in your activity, like what your details about your lifestyle. And then they like blend a shampoo for you. That is very cool. So sometimes I ask what's your last thing you bought on Amazon. And sometimes I ask this, but both of them have been very worthy questions. So thank you. (laughs) 
just to change it up. All right. Well, thank you so much, Amanda. I know these three pillars are super helpful for me. We're going to adjust our strategy a little bit over here. And just something that I think anyone can implement to get some really like tangible results. So I'd love for you to share where people can find you and what you have coming up. Yes. Amazing. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. And thank you for holding space for these kinds of conversations. I know what it's like to be an extremely busy person and multi-passionate and do all of these different things and want to do them well and successfully. So I appreciate the the space you're holding for all of the women who feel that way. You can find me at amandaberlin.com. If you if you're interested in learning more about sort of how these these pillars fit into sort of a larger strategy, I have a free 30-minute quick you can even play it on like hyperspeed training at amandaberlin.com/visibility and it'll give you a like a little workbook to work through while you are doing that and it'll take you through each of the pillars of visibility and like what are they good for? Like, why should I do this? (laughs) And so that might clarify for you where you might want to start with all of this. And as far as what's coming up, I am speaking virtually at a conference next month. I'm traveling to Los Angeles for a photo shoot, which I'm excited about. And in March of 2022, I'm going to be hosting Pitch School Live, which is an event that will give you the blueprint for your own PR and visibility strategy. So you can keep your eyes open for that. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing, Amanda. And we'll put all of this in the show notes. You guys can download it and get your strategy all set up. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the Crush the Rush podcast. If this was helpful to you, I'd love it if you would please leave a review. It is truly what makes this show keep going and keeps the amazing guests possible. Even better, tag me on Instagram stories and let me know what you think. I cannot wait to hear from you.